so okay i was going down this country road um and i got pulled over for going that fast and by the way this was my first time ever being pulled over after driving for four years like that ever i was feeling invincible you know what it's like being young and invincible and so he pulls me over and I'm like, my friend is in the front seat with me. And I'm like, oh no, I'm fine. I don't care. I'm not nervous because this is my first ticket ever. I've never gotten a ticket. I'm clean. They'll probably just like, let me go. And he comes to the window and he's like, license or registration. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I'm not scared of you. And then uh, he's like, do you know how fast you were going? I'm like, no, I, I don't. I wasn't paying attention. I was just enjoying my car and the speed of it and, you know, being present and, and he's like, well, you were going 78 over the speed limit. And I'm like, what? When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30 hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business, so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning into the Shine and Thrive Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Monica, and today I am choosing to entertain you instead of teaching, because you know what? Like, life should not be taken so seriously all the time. And also this one comes by popular request because I have it in my bio of my website where I literally share in my about section about me um, that I once got out of a speeding ticket by faking diarrhea in the bushes. And I know that a lot of you are always like, I want to hear the story. I want to hear the story. And I'm like, well, for me to tell it properly, I don't want to like type it out a million times. So I'm like, you know what? I might as well just share the story now. And before I do, you might be wondering why I even have that in my about me section on my website. It's because it's polarizing. And by polarizing, it means that some people will either love it or hate it. And that's exactly what I want because I purposely want to attract clients and couples that I want to work with that are, you know, free spirited, adventurous, don't take themselves or life too seriously, love to laugh and love to hear funny stories. And maybe like they like a couple like poop jokes here and there, just like I do. So yeah. So that's just like a little bit of encouragement for you to really, you know, paint your personality on your about section on your website and do it fearlessly because I promise you as soon as you really just like open up and share those things about you that you might even be embarrassed about, that's when people connect with you and relate. And that's when, you know, they're like, Ooh, she's so awesome. She could like, like, I feel so comfortable around her already. And I love her photos or their photos. Like I want to book them for, you know, our wedding or session or whatever. And of course it's not all that it's doesn't all come down to just that. But ever since I made that switch in my business to just showing up fearlessly, authentically, uh, not giving an F literally just being like, I'm just going to do me. And whoever wants to hang out with me can hang out with me. That's when I like doubled my income in one year. Uh, I became so much more happier. 
Um, and I do teach this, my process of exactly how I figured this out. It's a five-step process, uh, in my crystal clear marketing mini course. Um, so I didn't even like plan on bringing this up today, but I'm like, but this is exactly like what I'm so passionate about teaching. It's like how to show up authentically in your business, market from that place, make business more fun. And then as a result, you get to actually book more clients and make marketing fun. So if you want to check that out, you can go to sarahmonica.com forward slash crystal clear. And it's a really effective five-part mini course that will build such a strong foundation in your marketing, in your messaging, and in you actually having fun with marketing your business. Um, Okay. So to get back to the story. So let's get the story started. And I, I hope you enjoy. So like long time ago when I'm recording this, it's 2022 and I'm 32 years old in two days, actually. Woo. Birthday vibes. Uh, so, <laughs> so about, I think it was 12 years ago. I think it was when I was 20. Um, I actually ended up getting a really crazy speeding ticket, uh, which was, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, what, how is that even possible? It was 78 over the speed limit. Now, if you're wondering, well, what was the speed limit and what were you driving? It was a 60 uh, kilometers per hour speed limit. And I was driving 138 kilometers per hour. I was a freaking speed demon. And just to like ease your mind, this wasn't in like a public zone where it was like, you know, in like a, a neighborhood where there's like possibly kids playing or like a school or by a mall or anything like that. Like it was a straight up country road empty country road, straight country road. Like, so to me, it felt very safe. I know some of you might disagree, whatever. Like, that's just, that's just who I am. I used to, especially when I was 20, I used to love driving fast, like a speed demon. Um, I definitely got that inspiration from fast and the furious, literally my favorite movies, except I mean, fast and the furious one, the classic also Paul Walker, seriously, rest in peace. Love that guy. Who's like my biggest crush ever still is. Um, but yeah, I felt so sad that like, as the movies progressed after Paul Walker passed away, they just changed them into these like action movies that were so like, blah, unrealistic. And I totally, it totally like made me like, not like fast and furious anymore, but fast and furious number one, uh, if you're also a Fast, Fur- Fast and Furious fan, um, shoot me a DM on Instagram right now. Be like, Fast and Furious, I love it too. I'm obsessed. And if you like cars, let me know too, because I'm also obsessed with cars. So hence the reason why I was like driving like that. Um, I grew up like a lot around like people who knew how to drive like really well and um, and had this like interest in in cars and all of that. So I grew, I I became a confident and like skilled driver where when I was driving, I was thinking of being really aware of like everything around me and like all the possibilities that could happen. So of course it's never fully safe. There's always a risk to driving faster. Um, but there's also people that are, I think better at it than others. And I would say I was the one that was better at it, but either who, I digress. So, okay. I was going down this country road, um, and I got pulled over for going that fast. And by the way, this was my first time ever being pulled over after driving for four years like that ever. I was feeling invincible. You know what it's like being young and invincible. And so 
he pulls me over and I'm like, my friend is in the front seat with me. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm fine. I don't care. I'm not nervous because this is my first ticket ever. I've never gotten a ticket. I'm clean. They'll probably just like, let me go. And he comes to the window and he's like license or registration. I'm like, okay, sure. Like, I'm not scared of you. And then, uh, he's like, do you know how fast you were going? I'm like, no, I, I don't. I wasn't paying attention. I was just enjoying my car and the speed of it and, you know, being present. And, and he's like, well, you were going 78 over the speed limit. And I'm like, what? I'm like 78 over the speed limit. Oh, also just to pause because, um, I was driving my mine and my mom's car. We were sharing, sharing a car at the time, but we had just gotten a new car. So the car before that was a Dodge Stratus. I think that's how you say it. And the acceleration on it was not as good as the new car. So the new car was, was my, my Mazda 3. I loved it. It was like such a little sporty vibe. Um, and so this new Mazda 3 had such a much more quicker, smoother acceleration than I had experienced in the previous car. So I honestly didn't know that I was going that fast. Um, basically, the cop caught me uh, driving from like a, a red light. And I just like really like just, I put the pedal to the metal. I put it down all the way and I just accelerated really fast. Cause I love that style of driving. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so he basically, so I basically went from zero to 138 real quick, real fucking quick. <laughs> and I didn't know. So basically when he said this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry, sir. Like it's a brand new car. And what's going through my head is that I recently learned that at that time, uh, they had just uh, created this new law here in Ontario, Canada, where if you were going 50 over this, like 50 or plus or above the speed limit, um, then they would take your car. Like it would just, it's this whole thing. They would impound your car. And that kind of like flashed through my mind. And I was like, oh crap. And I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't realize this is a new car, blah, blah, blah. It was a safe road. Like everything is like flat surface. There's no other cars around. And he's like, um, sorry, no, I like, I don't care. I've, I've, um, I've pulled too many people out of car accidents to care. And I'm like, Oh crap. So he leaves. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, well, he'll probably knock it down to like 40 over or like 49 over just to like, let me go. And he comes back and he's like, all right, so I need you to step out of the car. We're getting your car impounded right now. We're suspending your license for a week. Um, all this stuff. It, and I'm like, Oh shit. My parents are going to kill me. Cause I'm still 20. I'm still living under their roof. It's half my mom's car. My mom needed it for work. Oh my gosh. It was so stressful. And I basically had to wait, I had to call a cab on the side of the road to go to my friend's house. So I can just hang out there and de-stress before I had to go home. Cause I wanted to prolong the process before my parents found out. I totally get it. You're trying to get noticed and you don't know how. I mean, raise your hand if wondering where your next booking will come from keeps you up at night. I know how that feels like. I was there once too. But I'm about to help you get clear on how to increase your bookings and inquiries. After coaching many portrait and wedding photographers, I realized they all had one thing in common that was holding them back from booking their dream clients. They didn't know how to market themselves. Once they got clarity on how to show up and put what they learned from me into action, they began to book more of their dream clients. 
And now I'm excited to help you do the same. So I've created a mini course called Crystal Clear Marketing to, you guessed it, help you get crystal clear on how to attract and book your dream clients. I mean, the year I implemented this, my revenue grew from $69,000 to $137,000 in just one year. So if I can do it, you can do it too. So in case you're wondering, inside of the Crystal Clear Marketing mini course, I share how to optimize your website so that more of your dream clients inquire and book, how to go from being a generalist to becoming a specialist, and why it matters, how to find out who you are at your core and fuse it fearlessly into your business. Also, how to show up on IG so you attract quality followers. That's so important. How to make the money you deserve while feeling fulfilled with your work and how to make marketing effortless and fun because it should be. Running our business should be fun. So what I'm so excited to share with you is that I've made this very affordable. So to get all the deets and enroll in this mini course, go to sarahmonica.com forward slash crystal clear. Again, head over to sarahmonica.com forward slash crystal clear. I cannot wait to see you in there. So pretty much what happened was like, oh my gosh, this is bringing back all of that, like those stressful emotions. What ended up happening was that actually happened. They took my car. I got my license suspended for a week. And then I actually had to hire my parents were pissed. Oh my gosh. But luckily I was over 18. So they couldn't grab me, but, um, (laughs) um, I had to hire ex coppers to get myself out of that ticket because it could have been a possible $10,000 fine. Um, even like possible jail time, all this stuff. It was crazy. So I hired ex coppers. They figured out a way to bring it way down to like three demerit points. I think it was like uh, $2,000 fine, something like that. And then um, I had to pay also to get my car out of the impound lot. And so that happened. So that was like a big thing on my record. My record still, it literally still had stunt driving and stunt driving on it. That's what they called it, stunt driving. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of thought that was cool because, you know, Fast and the Furious. Um, anyway, so I had that on my record and pretty much where I was at was that if I had any other ticket after that, any other speeding ticket with my car, I would lose my light. Like my, um, my insurance company wouldn't insure me and I wouldn't be able to like drive for a whole year. So my parents are like, whatever you do, just don't get another ticket. Like you have to drive the speed limit now because we can't just drive you around everywhere. Um, and yeah, so make sure to stick to stick to that. And so I did really good at that. I, for years and years and years, and by the way, this stays on your record for like what, six years, right? So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be a granny driver now, but yeah, I want to have my freedom and be able to drive. So, okay. So, you know, pretty much what the cops did worked, it freaking worked. Right. Uh, so I ended up, uh, driving really well for a bunch of years. I think it was maybe like four or five years, um, driving the speed limit. I think the most I ever did was 10 over and I was just driving like a granny. And then one night, um, I, so when I was uh, with my ex, Mike, he used to live with my parents and I, uh, and he used to work late at a restaurant. So he was like, and I would always drive to go pick him up at like 2am, 3am. If I wasn't also out working, cause I was also a server. Um, so if I had the night off, then I would go pick drive and pick him up. 
And so it was like a late night. He kept saying, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. So I was like, oh, screw it. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to wash my hair. I have to have my hair washed for the next day. And I always would drive in pajamas because whatever, it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Like I want to be comfy. So finally he's like, okay, you can, you can leave now. So I'm, I have my wet hair. I'm in my pajamas. I'm driving. And I, for some reason, I don't know why, like it was the empty roads, middle of the night. I also was just like so tired. I just wanted to get this shit over with. I wanted to get home afterwards. And I was just driving along and then whoop, whoop. I hear sirens behind me. I see them in my rear view. And I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what movie that's from that expression. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Can, can someone DM me and let me know I'm the worst of remembering movies, but, um, yeah, <laughs> that expression just came to my mind. Uh, and I'm like, oh crap. Oh crap. I can't get another ticket. I can't get another ticket. I'm going to be so screwed. I, I can't lose my freedom. Freedom is like my number one thing that means so much to me in my life. And so I'm like, okay, okay, uh, I'm going to pull over. So I'm looking for a spot to pull over in and I'm like already in problem solving mode. I am someone who really believes that, you know, if you ask the right questions and if you problem solve, if you really think that anything is possible and just like commit that you can make something happen, whatever you want happen. And that's just how something that I've had within me for a while. And so I was like already problem solving. I'm like, how can I get out of this ticket? How can I get out of this? I cannot get this ticket. And when I was also looking at my speedometer, as soon as I saw the lights, I looked at my speedometer, I was going 30 over. So it wasn't too bad, but 30 over is still bad. And especially when I had that stunt driving on my record. So I see ahead of me to the right, a whole bunch of like bushes and I'm like, oh my God, bushes. I'm like, oh my God, maybe I can fake diarrhea. I don't know why that came into my head so quickly. So I literally like pulled over right next to those bushes and I'm thinking, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, okay, they're about to walk up to me. What can I say? What can I say? And I'm like looking at myself in the rear view mirror and I see my wet hair and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in pajamas, wet hair. I'm like, Oh, I can easily say I'm like sick and not feeling well. And that there's no bathroom to go to because it's 3am in the morning and I'm off to pick up my boyfriend from work. He doesn't have a ride. Oh my gosh, this is perfect. So they walk up to the window and he's like license and registration. I'm like, yeah, sure. Sorry, sir. I just, I'm not feeling well. Like, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. Like, don't worry. I'll be back. And I'm like, no, sorry, sir. I know this is so embarrassing, but I have diarrhea. That's why I was speeding. There's no bathrooms open. And he's like, that's okay. I'll be really quick. And I'm like that motherfucker. And he leaves to go back in his car. And I'm like, that means that he's going to give me a ticket. Like for sure, for sure. And I literally can't afford any other, any type of ticket. So I'm like, nope, I'm determined. I am not getting this ticket. Like I'm in control here. I'm going to make this happen. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? I'm like, I have to make it really believable that I have diarrhea. (laughs) So I decided to open up my door, run over to their car and say, Hey, and then I run up to the cop car on the opposite side to where the driver was sitting. And then I run up and the passenger cop was so good looking. And I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> he was so good looking. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's not time to be embarrassed right now. <laughs> so I just like get to the side of the car and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not like running away from the car or anything. I just, I literally 
have diarrhea and I have to go right now. I have to go right now. So I'm just going to go in those bushes. Okay. And they're like, totally like ghost faced, faced looking at me. Like they don't know what to say. And I'm like, I'm just going those bushes. And then I run into the bushes and I like even pull my pants down just to, in case they can even see a little bit through them. I'm like, this has to be believable. It has to be believable. And so I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there. I'm like this. I'm like, I'm, I don't care. I'll sit here for fucking three, four minutes just to make it really believable. And so I'm sitting there squatting, squatting. And then I hear a door uh, shut close. And then I kind of see through the, the bushes, them like walking towards my car. And then I see them walking back to the cop car. And then they drove off. They freaking drove off. And I'm like, what the heck? So I continue to squat there <laughs> because I'm like, hmm, in case they're just driving off to see if I was faking it, I'm going to run. Like I'm not running back out. So I waited there another minute to make it really convincing. And then I'm like, okay. And then I walked out pretending even like holding my stomach in case they were spying on me somewhere. I'm just like, oh, oh my God, I don't feel well. I'm like walking in like a weird way as if like I didn't have toilet paper to wipe myself. <laughs> and then I go to my car and all I see is my license, my um, my insurance and all that. And I look through everything. I'm like, no ticket. There's no ticket. Oh my God. I did it. There's no ticket. And they're probably like, Oh my God, that's disgusting. Like, let's just get out of here. Okay. We believe her. Let's just get out of here. And I got into my car and I drove to go pick up my ex with the speed limit. I'm like, I'm not taking that chance again. I drove the speed limit and I got out of it. And that is the end of my story. So yeah. Uh, faking diarrhea to get out of a ticket, you know, it can work. It can really work. Um, <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that story. Um, and I hope you were entertained. I know. Uh, what's that movie? Damn it. Is it um, Gladiator? Gladiator. You know, when he like is in the stadium and he's like, or Coliseum, and he's like, are you not entertained? I don't know why every time now that's stuck in my head. Whenever I want to do something like funny or entertaining for people, I always just want to ask that. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, if you found this funny, literally just DM me. It'll be fun to have a laugh together. Just tell me you're like, Sarah, oh my God, your diarrhea story. It's amazing. And thanks for the inspiration. Just in case I have to get out of a ticket. Um, and then <laughs> imagine you just um, out of nowhere, all these cops just start getting all these like, I have to go diarrhea. I have to go diarrhea stories. And like, everyone's like, what is going on here? Actually, one thing that I wonder about is like, do they put, do they like type that into the system? Like, um, pulled over, did not give ticket because she had diarrhea. Like, do they have that information as like a record that they look into? And then next time, if I fake it next time again, will they be like, Oh, nope. It seems like you said that excuse last time. Or are you okay? Like, do you need to go to the hospital? <laughs> like, so I wonder if they have that. So yeah, that's why I'm just, you know, more careful nowadays. So, you know, I guess, uh, tickets work they work. <laughs> oh yeah. And before I forget, I just wanted to remind you of that crystal clear marketing mini course that I mentioned in the beginning, because if you heard me say this story here like this and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I love how she's just being so open and not caring about what anyone thinks. And, you know, like not even being embarrassed about just like doing what she did. This is how I am around my clients. And this is what they love about me. And this is what I'm able to connect with them on because they're also so ridiculous and free spirited and like open to, 
you know, being themselves. And it just makes working so much more fun, makes shooting so much more fun. And I'm able to create my best work ever because I'm really able to, you know, see them for who they are, accept them for who they are and like document such, you know, important and real ass moments and emotions that otherwise they wouldn't really unleash in front of me. If I didn't get vulnerable and open with who I am first, like, why would I expect someone else to be like that in front of me? Right. It's our responsibility as photographers to really show who we are and then facilitate that energy with our clients and, and all of that. So, so yeah, I highly recommend if you want to figure out really who you are at your core, um, how you can fuse that into your business, into your messaging and start having fun marketing instead of taking it so freaking seriously, then I highly suggest that you do this, um, five parts, five part video course. Um, it comes with five videos and five homework assignments. So I'm literally holding your hand every step of the way. You're never wondering what I should do. And as soon as I implemented this into my business, what I teach in this, uh, the five-step process in this course, I doubled my income in one freaking year from $69,000 in revenue to $138,000 in revenue. And it's all because people just really connected with my personality and I was polarizing. I was a yes hell yes to some people and a hell no to others. But guess what? Being the hell yes is so much more fun and so much more valuable. And guess what? You can actually charge a premium price because they can't imagine working with anyone else but you. Um, And trust me, you have unique qualities that as soon as you unleash them, there are people that are like dying to work with someone like you and there are, your people are out there waiting for you. So um, yeah, go to sarahmonica.com forward slash crystal clear and sign up now, sign up today, get that strong foundation started in your business. Also, well, I hope you enjoy the story and uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day. Yay. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica photo. That's Sarah, no H Monica with a K photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting, but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet, the irony is, the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. It's called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. 
Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow, how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use. Plus, tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., the same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to saramonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's saramonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.